0: put a warning on here i haven't taken my medications uh, finally she's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the description before anything else hello main characters and thank you for joining us for another episode of the b word chapter 15 guys <laughs> so sisters have been up in the house of winds speaking to no one so she's like you know what i'll go to them and then they don't first like they start chatting about with Cassian and Azriel. and Cassian and Azriel they're watching Lucian super closely and he's being so antsy um they see the ring on Feyre's finger and they're like bitches and then Lucian is like ew because they're like you know like oh my god they're married um Reese explains the house of Winds to Lucian and that he was in love with Feyre long before she was in love with him and Lucian is being a little bitch and Reese bites back And while they're fighting, here comes Pharaoh with the stupid painting names again. The clever fox stares down winged death. Okay, I hate those asides. I just do. Write a poem. (laughs) Stop painting on walls. Don't paint this. Don't name it anything. How are you going to name it? You don't have a canvas. You're going to take a piece of the wall off? (laughs) You're going to take the drawer and hand it to someone? (laughs) Get your little tabletop and go give it to them.
1: also why is it it's like i understand fair likes to paint fair is good at painting it's a part of her character right ariel maybe you can (laughs) maybe i can chime in on this painters don't walk around going oh my god i'm gonna paint this moment and this is the name of it
0: i definitely not naming things (laughs) like that's just you don't name things before you paint them i don't feel like well Well, i I think so
1: she's envisioning
0: this though she's like oh i could see this as a painting right now the clever fox stares down the i would say yeah like we we probably do do that we're like okay i'm gonna take this moment and paint it or this thing and it'll remind me of something i want to paint later but naming a piece before you've even like started it is so weird
1: i also feel like that would be a cultured artist thing to do though you know what i mean like i'm gonna see this in a, like i would see this in a museum and this is what it would be called right and this bitch not been to a museum she's right have a library yeah,
0: right yeah. and she's like okay lucian let's go see my sisters alone and then lucian apologizes to Farah for his part with highburn and then she's like well you still did it
1: and then she pulls reese in to give lucian the rundown on everything and but I like that though, like and Lucian's interact- interaction right here, especially because Reese says, my mate may one day find it in herself to forgive you, um, but I will never forget how it felt to sense her terror. And I think that's like, like Feyre wants to like Lucian, like mm. she remembers him as her friend, she remembers all the good times and all of these things, she wants to like him. And Reese is that person that's like, I hate you. But if she wants you around, like, I won't kill you,
0: you know? Finally, she's like, now let me go see my sisters. Because after all this time of her at first being like, I'm going to go see my sisters. She finally does it after all this fucking time. Cassian is right behind her to find Nesta first. And then she's in an armchair reading. And she looks super fae, super relaxed for once, too. She looks at Cassian and she's like, you're back. They're definitely a thing. Just saying. And then after some banter with Cassie and Feyre makes her dramatic entrance and Nesta's like, you did it? And she's like, well, I did some of it, but like, there's still a war that's going to happen. And then she's like, so why are you here? And Feyre's like, I want to see how you're doing. You're my sister. But she's like, "Huh? it's not me you should check up on. Elaine's the one that you should worry about. She's not eaten or slept or ate. She only cries. And she's like, I shouldn't allow any of you to get near her, especially not her mate. That's stupid. Bring him nowhere near her. She thinks the idea of mates are stupid, even though her and Cassian are
1: deaf mates. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about this theory the other already? Yeah. No.
0: Oh, okay. It's still a theory. Like it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I thought so too, but no, it's a theory right now. Okay. I don't know about later on. I haven't gotten that far. It's not like
1: proven or stated or anything yet. Where yeah. we're at.
0: Um. She's being super threatening, of course. But then Nesta just goes back to her armchair, and Cassian just watches her. We learn that Elaine is empty. She's just, she's just like a shell of her former self. You could knock on her head, and you would hear an echo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> um.
1: Nesta is so mad, so angry that it, I wonder if Elaine was okay. Like if Elaine wouldn't have had the reaction that she did to the cauldron, and Elaine was fine, what Nesta would actually be like. I think Nesta would be pretty happy to be a high Fey and would be pleased with this new world and everything else going on. I don't think so because no. she hated them.
0: Yeah. Like especially
1: in the sense that all humans the hated them though. Farah hated them too.
0: Yeah, but Farah fell in love with one first.
1: Uh that's fair, I guess.
0: And Nesta's just like Fuck all of you. And she just went through something very traumatic with the cauldron. Like, we don't know what that is. I mean, even later on, we still don't know what it is right. that they saw or went through. We just know it was something terrible. Like yeah. it's an eternity that they went through going into that cauldron. It's like they they lived all their lifetimes in one second.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess just in this moment, it all felt kind of dramatic because we see Pharaoh when she turns into High and it's not like this super dramatic change in. But it was a different in who event. You are. Yeah,
0: different way of it happening too.
1: That's true. We don't know what happened in the cauldron. Yeah. Good point.
0: Uh, chapter 16. Reese provides a bedroom for Lucian and clothes and some money. And Lucian is like, but what about Elaine? is <laughs> like, she's going to need some time, buddy. And then Lucian is like, OMG, am I being locked up? No, Lucian. She's not Tamlin. Hmm. I wonder how it feels to panic and think you're being locked up. Um. And then she's just like, just don't approach Elaine without giving it some time and without letting me know first. Um. And then they go to Amran and more and Azriel are there being scolded. She's in a mood. And then Cassian is like, I offered to train Nesta. I speak to her often. <laughs> uh, me so mad when me think of how she treated... <laughs>
1: No, I think this is skipping ahead a little bit, but it also feels like an appropriate place to put this note in here. So whenever they're in Amron's house, the book is whispering to Pharaoh, And I wrote, oh, because Amron says it just likes to hear itself talk And I said, Mal is the book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do love to hear myself talk, even though sometimes I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so when Cassidy is like, I speak to her often, I'm so mad whenever she thinks when I think of how she's being treated and how she, you know, is acting like I'm so upset with the way that things happened with the cauldron, you know, like, of course oh, you are. Yeah. And Reese is like, I'm sure you are. Wink, wink nodge. nudge.
1: Mallory, you writing fan fiction?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm writing the fifth book. <laughs> um, then the book starts speaking again, and Amryn is like, "Shut up!" And then it's time to talk war. And guys, there is a lot going on. We find out Reese hasn't been able to contact Miriam and, Dr- <laughs> and Draken. Draken, sure. Um, it was abandoned, like the place that they're at. And they're like, "Oh no, what happened?" They don't know. But now with Durian alive again, they're in trouble, and then Feyre finally learns that Miriam was made as she had been, but made with an item specifically created by the cauldron itself. We don't know what it is, that's why the Weaver still didn't recognize Feyre, because although she had been made as well, it wasn't in the same way that Miriam had been made. Reese had gone to Hybrim before to look for clues on what the people there want. They want slaves. They want war. Surprise, surprise! Um, you learned what you already knew, Reese. <laughs> Good job. Um, the allies of Hyvern are busy with their own border issues though, caused by them, like they made them believe like all these other issues were happening, so these other allies shouldn't come and help Hyvern later on. <clears throat> um, the mortal queens are locked away in their castle and Azriel's upset because his little shadow singers can't get in to see what's happening. But they are more concerned with why the cauldron hasn't brought down the wall yet, with as many holes as that are already in it. The wall is just a series of glory holes. <laughs> why did you write that? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I wrote this on my medication. <laughs> so there's no sure. There's no escaping this. Um, More is like, something is wrong with the cauldron, of course. Something's wrong with Mal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amron is like, duh. <laughs> if someone would help me, we would be able to stop this, but we need to go to the library. And then Amron is like, but your sisters and then Farah's like nope and emeryn's like wow you sound like tamlin reese gets mad at this because fair is like refusing to allow her sisters to help in this cause without even asking them um and then she's like we need them to at least help us convincing the others to to ally with us and then fair is like sigh i am tamlin i should give them a choice The Illyrians are ready for war, but they'll need a bigger force than just the Night Court. So tomorrow, the invitations go out to every high lord in Prithian for a meeting in two weeks. We shall see who stands with them or who is in their fucking way. That's how chapter 16 is. Chapter 17, she makes Cassian take her back to the house because he needs to strengthen his weans, apparently. I don't buy that shit for the meeting in two weeks, they didn't specify the meeting point because it would make them all start arguing about where and when and blah, blah, blah. She gets back and she's like, sigh, I feel like I was too rude to Reese earlier when I snapped at him because she actually like challenged him during the meetup with Amran and she was like, no, we're doing it this way. She was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know if he liked that. Cassian and Feyre discuss her sisters after that and she's like, what's going on with Nesta? And he's like, I don't know, but it's different. I can feel when she's mad at me. Yeah, you can. You're mated. You're fucking mated. Reese can feel the terror.
1: Cassian can feel when she's mad. Do you think Cassian knows, and he's just not gonna bombard? I Nesta think they with both it? know. I don't know. Nesta doesn't know. I think they both know.
0: Okay. I think she's like being stupid. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah. I, I guess she'll find out eventually. I think she but... wants it to be more of a choice. Yeah. She doesn't want to believe, like, love at first sight, like, mates kind of shit. Uh, and he's like, I made her promise and I couldn't keep it. She hates me for that, really. And then when she asks why he bothers with Nesta, he says, because I can't stay away. Of course you can't. You're mated.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Um, Elaine doesn't come to dinner, but Nesta does. Nesta's looking good in a dress, and she, like, roasts more. And is like, ugh. If we were the same size, I'd take that dress right off of you. And Nesta's like, luckily, I don't share the same sentiment. (laughs) Like, damn. You a bitch. (laughs) And they're like, damn. I need more wine. (laughs) Um, Nesta's asking all the questions. Everyone else has been scared to ask Amron. And she's like, ah, fuck it. And then Amron tells her that they are the same. The kernel within her is the same. She does not fit in the mold that was made for her. And so the path changed, which I really like that quote. Yeah, me too. Nesta says, I don't know what you speak of. (laughs) Fucking liar. (laughs) You know exactly what she means. And then Lucian is so shocked at how informal all of this is. He loves it. He's like, this is so different. Wow. I could wear sweatpants to dinner instead of a (laughs) tunic.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say so... It's definitely a culture shock, but I think he's more still shocked at this point. than he's like, oh my God, this is going to be great. You know what I mean? Like he's genuinely like, I can't believe this is happening right now. You're talking to your higher ups like that. And on
0: top of that, he goes to sit at the head of the table or that's the only chair that's available. And he's like. I can't sit here. And Reece yeah. is like, dude, sit the fuck down and eat. No,
1: <laughs> Reese is literally like, I don't care where you sit as long as I eat. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, it's so cool. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a, such a different dynamic than well, what do. Well, because we used
1: to. if he would ever, ever dared speak to Tamlin the way some of these people say things, Tamlin would have just, like, snarled at him. And
0: mm-hmm. ripped his throat out, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did they even laugh together? Like, I'm trying to think back to Lucian and Tamlin's relationship in the yeah, Like once, not that They I were friends. They place. were friendly, but, like, that it didn't look like Were this they? kind of friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. I think it was more of like a, I'm your coworker. Yeah. Nothing more. Um, Nesta's loving the food, and she's like, wow, I understand what you meant. Like, now I'm not offended. You take something so seriously, Nesta. She's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. They banter about, and Lucian is like, are you going to hide Feyre's powers? And Rhys is like, well, I was going to ask her what she wanted to do. Like, that's not up to me. And Moore says that they might could convince Eris to downplay what he saw uh, and what the others saw because he could convince his brothers to do exactly that. To be like, oh, no. Pfft, what was that? There was, it was snowing. <laughs> and then Reese says that there's another meeting that should happen soon. Chapter 18. It's the Court of Nightmares meeting that they need to have. Um, they'll need their help, too. They can refuse to help them. And they say that they need every ally that they can get, though. So they need to convince them. And then Moore's like, no, no, no. And he's like, yes, we gotta. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, yes, we have to. Reese's like, you don't have to come. And Moore's like, yeah, I fucking do. And then Feyre's like, hey, hey, Cassian, we should train tomorrow. Nesta, you, you should too. And then Nesta's like, no. And then Feyre says that she wants to learn how to fly and she wants them to teach her. And Asriel volunteers because he didn't always know how to fly uh, starting at a young age. So um, Cassian and Reese always knew how to. So they, didn't, they don't remember how to teach the process of learning how to fly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Nesta, you should come train, seriously. And Amran is like, no, I'm going to train her. And we're like, what? I like that they're... They're kind of a buddy or like apprenticeship thing happening <laughs> I find it so weird throughout this entire book because they're just in the library the whole time. Um, <laughs> but then Amorin says that if you want to be the one that kills him, he's yours. And this entices Nesta. She's like, oh yeah, I want to kill the king of Hybron. Nesta agrees only if they kill all of them. The king and the queens. All of Hybern's army. And then is like, great, we're on the same page. So... We also need you to help us convince the others that the high the their high lords, um, so they can see what Hybern is capable of, like what they did to you. And she's like,
1: No. <laughs> like That's where she draws her line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like,
0: okay, you can kill people, please. But I am not telling them I was dipped in the cauldron.
1: Okay. I'm not telling them what they can obviously see when they look at me.
0: Really, you right. just stand there. Just eat the fucking food and sit there, <laughs> like with them. And then uh she's like you have no idea what I went through. I don't want to tell anyone that story. And not Elaine either. And if you suggest it to her, I will rip your throat out. That's a threat to everyone. Not just Feyre. Later, Reese is like, Nest and Amron will be best friends. <laughs> and then um, Farah apologizes for overstepping the, the line earlier when they had disagreed in public. And he's like, dude, we're equals. You can do that. And then Reese is like, you got to decide who you want to be in the Court of Nightmares, by the way. And then... Reese reveals that Tamlin was invited to the meeting, and Tarquin, so this is going to be dangerous and fun. And then Lucian, we learn, is not really a threat. <laughs> and That's what Feyre tells him, she's like, you don't got to really worry about him, he's not a threat. And then they both agree to fight for the future. How sweet. Next. <clears throat> Chapter 19, it's training time, and Cassian is angry. She assumes it's Nesta's fault. <laughs> nope. He's mad that Feyre and Reese hid the truth from him and from everyone and that she's high lady and no one said anything about it. And he's like, nothing would have happened the way it did if you had said something. And she's like, literally what? <laughs> okay, yeah, like, pause <laughs> here because literally what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> he's she's been, they, they've been back for a while. <laughs> Why is he just getting <laughs> mad about it now? Yeah, and she's he's like, as, in, as a high lady, you are mine. You are mine to protect. We belong to you. And he's mad at Reese too, because he did that bullshit 50 years ago with Amarantha. And he's like, no, that would not have gone down the way it did at Highburn if we had known you were the high lady. Like, you would not have been put in such a dangerous situation. And she's like, hold on now. I got this.
1: (laughs) I love this moment, though. Like, I think it's so sweet. And, um... What's the the scene in the second book? They're training. I think it's it's funny because Cassie the sweet moments between Cassian and Fair always come out when they're like training like this. Like that's the only time Cassian's willing to even try to show his feelings or be emotional with someone is like they have to be punching each other <laughs> for it to even be a possibility. Well then they make up and then
0: Nesta shows up but she's like "Amryn's coming soon and then bam Azriel shows up because Feyre's like oh god please help me these two are near each other and oh, then that's so funny Reese sends Azriel, and Asriel's like oh Oh, it turns out we need to train earlier oh no let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: because she sends reese down the bond she's like oh my god please save me and he's like i had to do it for however long i did it's your turn now hi lady but then sends Azrael there and also nesta tells casting at this point why should i be scared of an oversized bat who likes to throw <laughs> temper tantrums <laughs> Nesta don't care who the fuck she's she talking to. She has just no swing at chill. anybody.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think she realizes, like, the order of things here. Like, the high lord, high lady she's talking to, she's like, I'll
1: rip your throats out. Like, it's like. Oh, I think she knows. She doesn't care. She don't give a fuck.
0: No, she doesn't. And I love that about her. Like, I love the fact that she's just like, no fucks given. I don't care how order is supposed to go here. I have feelings and things, too. Like, you messed
1: up. You're supposed to own up to that. And I'm going to make sure you are held accountable. Mm-hmm. I definitely think some of it goes to the extreme where it's like, okay, like, she's pissy about that. That's whatever. But overall, yeah, I like Nesta. I up. think
0: she's a good dynamic
1: character. I
0: like the She's attitude. not just mm-hmm. two-dimensional. She has her flaws. and <laughs> Boy, do we see them often. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. And they're, like, decent flaws. It's like, you know, Fair. some of those people who go too far, me, so it's like, <laughs> I'm Nesta. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But anyway, it's like, you know, like, she goes too far sometimes, but she doesn't apologize for it either.
1: I also like that it's not a complete 180, because you kind of hate her in the first book because of how terrible she is to Farrah. Like, before Farah even goes to Prithian, and then after the things she says to her when she goes back home. Like, you kind of dislike Nesta, that I like that. It's not like she's suddenly in this world. So, oh, we like her. We're we're team Nesta. You're she's still kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this She's still a chick. bitch. Yeah.
0: But, like, I like that about her. It's like we didn't get a lot from her in the first book. And then you learn a little bit more about her as it goes on. And you're like, she's still that person. But I don't know. It's great. It's growing yep. on me. We'll probably touch on this later. But, like, there is a part later where Nesta and Pharaoh are having a conversation. And you can just kind of see. She, there's, like, described that Nesta has some, like, hurt in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, dynamic. Well, then Azriel and Fey leave Cassie and Nesta alone. Wink, wink. Hmm. And he, then Azriel's like, okay, first you need wings. Girl is stupid. Girl cannot fly. All you need to know. That's what I wrote down for the summary because she just runs Tries into things. and fails. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that is the summary for the rest of the book. Girl is stupid. Girl cannot fly. All you need to know. The end. No, I'm kidding. Chapter twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um we're going to the library guys and we learned that humans have free libraries but only in certain territories but most depend on certain things before the war humans weren't allowed in the libraries in prithium because they didn't want them to know spells so humans do know magic or can perform yes. magic yes see my theory was not wrong <laughs> um Most libraries were burned after the war because they don't want, again, they don't want humans to know magic. As they make their way in, there is a priestess there named Clotho. Weird. But also, she's covered in a cloth. (laughs) Like, okay, (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) What's the thing that's on her? I'm running out of weird names. (laughs) Clotho! (laughs) Next thing, we're going to have someone named Linen. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um... She's one of the dozen priestesses who work there because the library is a temple of sorts and the priestesses there are special. Then she's like, What's at the bottom of the pit? Basically, the answer is fear itself. Cassian had gone down there one time to see what was down there and he came back up so fast and terrified. At first, Reese thought it was like a joke of sorts, but Cassian does not even <laughs> like to joke about what's down there and Reese doesn't even know. Like what? He's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, no clue, but he's scared. Um, It's giving very Doctor Who. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from the thing down there. Then Reese reveals the truth behind the priestesses. Lots of them have been hurt by a group of men. It's like a refugee kind of center to help them come and heal uh, work and then leave eventually once they feel healed enough. Some remain there forever, but it belongs to them and outsiders are only allowed to use the library for research And only if the priestesses approve. She's like, oh my god, that's so sweet. I agree. Like, that is such a wholesome thing for Reese to have created. Yeah. Because originally, before Reese, that wasn't what it was. It was just a bunch of weird scholars. What's the purpose of scholars in a magical kingdom? Who knows? (laughs) But, But, like, for these priestesses to, like, have that kind of authority and, like, be able to come there to heal without being harmed, it's, like, that's wholesome.
1: Is that what he says? That he did that? Like he created the safe space for mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Oh, that is sweet. Also, it's so it's
0: sexy time. <laughs> and then um, Reese is like, no, work first and then we can play. So she reads and then she's trying to find information. And then there's more war planning. And Reese is like, I will burn myself out fighting until the end. And she's like, bro, bro, stop. This war is not yours alone to bear. And he's like, so, what do we do? <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, Amron said that the book can awake some older things. So, like, what if Hybern has numbers, but we have monsters, i.e. the Bone Carver? Hee <laughs> he- hee. I love that part. Like, whenever she said, they can have the numbers, but we can have monsters, I was like, fuck yeah. Cool. <laughs> fuck yeah. That's fucking cool. Um, Chapter 21. And we are still training in this chapter. <laughs> Fun. And then after training, she goes to find Amran and Amran is training Nesta to shield herself. She's like, so Amran, you have any former prison pals? And Amron's like, OMG, I hate that place, and we'll kill you for talking about it. But then she mentions the bone carver, and Amron is like, I only spoke to them through the whispers and echoes through a rock, so I don't have much info for you. But if you if you would like to um, gossip with someone, speak to Cassian. He knows all about them. <laughs> And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to the prison. But first, she goes under the mountain in a nightmare. And then Reese is there, and he's helping her because she's, again, having her nightmare. And she's like, I'll never let something like that happen again. I thought this was a wholesome moment, too, when she had that nightmare, and she was, like, reliving it again. she's like, if we let Highburn win, if we fail on our side, it'll be like it was under that mountain all over again. And I refuse for that to happen. Right, and again, such a such a sharp contrast with Reese and Tamlin. Yeah, He's helping her while she's like freaking out instead of making a sleep. Yeah. Um, chapter twenty-two. The next morning, she's like, "I'm slowly repairing," and then Reese is kissing her, and then Kathy is like gagging at the sight. It's time for prison. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for prison. <laughs> She's going in with Cassian, while Reese returns to Valaris. And Reese is like, "Lol, remember who you put in here, Cassian?" And he's like, "Ugh, no." <laughs> but anyway, you should prob find a way to control the carver in this world before releasing him. And who? Then, Wait, who did Cassian put in the? We don't know. Prison? That's just what Reese told him. Multiple prisoners. In yeah. There. Oh. Um. And then Cassian tells her the story of the Bone Carver. Before the High Lord's reign, there was. There were old gods. They ruled the forests and rivers and mountains. Some were those things. And then other things were the magic. Wait. Some were those things, like mountains and rivers. And then the magic shifted. And the old gods were still worshipped. It is thought that the bone carver was an old god. One that the whispers would be able to fell hundreds of soldiers with one breath. And that felt like a long pause. (laughs) I'm sorry. And then without him being um able what am i fucking saying here <laughs> and without him being um able to obey them he could do that to anyone so like he needs to be properly bargained with before making a deal like he needs to know that he can only kill hyburn and their mm-hmm. allies not just anyone. Because if not, he can just kill anyone. And no one really knows how he ended up in there. And I said, I bet Amron would know. But, you know, whatever. We gotta be careful. Um, because she'll kill anyone that talks about the person. <laughs> bone Carver's there. And the Bone Carver takes place of that child's face that has rhesus features. Oh my god, it's their child. That was Feyre's. Uh, realization <laughs> uh, it's her son and the carver's like yay you're back where's my bone and then she gives him the bone of the adder that she killed and he's like i love this i smell my sister on you though the weaver the weaver is his fucking sister and the weaver was something that was m- made rock and dark that made rock and darkness and the sea beyond shudder in fear when she came out that's fucking powerful for like objects to be
1: scared okay also for her to be described as that powerful and then to know how easily like Feyre escaped her yeah come on oh but they don't have the same magic as they did back then that's a good point it's a different world yeah Yeah. and then when
0: they took something precious from her she ripped it out with her teeth and he's like how lovely that new fawn is of yours yet as ancient as the sea a queen nesta the winds whisper her name. Nesta. Nesta. That's what the bone carver says. Yeah. He's hunting. Um, yeah. He calls Nesta a fawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, And it's like, huh? And he's like, the wind even says her name. Can you hear it? And then Feyre's like, shut the fuck up and listen. We got that book. So we were thinking that the spells in there could like send someone like her home, like your friend Amren. <laughs> Um, and others
1: like her too. And it's like, I'm listening. And that's the end of chapter 22. Chapter 23, we're still in the prison. The bone carver is telling us more about him and the weaver being twins. And he calls them and their sibling, because they have another sibling as well, um, death gods. So Cassian was telling us about them being gods from whatever world they're from before. But apparently they were gods of death. Um, the original plan was to offer the weaver um how do we explain that so the book (laughs) whenever they started looking for the book of breathings is that what it's called Mm -hmm. okay so whenever they started looking for that Reese knew that it would offer Amron a way to get home but he didn't tell her that at the time so now we know that there's a possibility for Amron to get back home that was their original plan to offer to the Bone Carver, a way to, to get back to wherever he's from. Um, he says he doesn't want to go back to wherever he's from. Um, he has no intention of going back there. So their original plan doesn't work. What he asks for is some mirror that exists that is in the Night Court is what he wants in order to, to help them in the war. That's his price is for them to get the mirror from Kier and give it to him, and then he'll help them out. Um And then Cassian and Farrah, they leave the the carver, they're talking on their way out of the thing, and they seem to think that Nesta is some kind of death god as well. Mm -hmm. So whatever this conversation is with the carver about death gods and all this stuff, that's what their theory is, what Nesta is, and explaining Mm -hmm. what she took from the cauldron has created her. And then chapter 24, Elaine comes out of her room to spend time in the library, and she's talking in wacky riddles. Farrah and Nesta hide to talk about her, and as they're hiding in, like, the the bookshelves, Lucian comes in and tries to speak to Elaine. Farrah goes into Lucian's mind and, like, sees all of this from his points of view, hears his thoughts and all of these things. To figure out what his intentions are with Elaine. And he's honestly just sad. Because she's so unhappy and so unhealthy looking. And like obviously she's still engaged to someone else. She'd rather be with her human mate. So Lucian's just sad. Is really all he feels. But Lucian's mind before has been really sad. Mm -hmm. And then for him to see
0: his mate. Like this. I think adds to
1: his sadness.
0: Yeah. It's like because he feels her sadness
1: too. Do you think he's sad because his mate's sad, though? Or he's sad because... I don't want to say because Elaine's his mate, because that makes it sound mean. No, but like, I don't
0: think Lucian's that bad. No, <laughs> I, I think he's p- just sad, period. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just a, he's sad in general, and then for more sadness to be, like, going through their mating bond. It's, like, just d- depressed cess. You know, right. like a depression cesspool. Yeah. T D. <laughs> Sexually transmitted depression, except for there's no sex happening. That would yet. make sense, because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I start to say things, and then what you just said before that registers, and it's, like, okay.
0: Wait, okay, I want to jump back a little bit. So, Elaine's talking in these crazy riddles. I think mm-hmm. they're
1: probably not crazy.
0: Oh, no. I think they all like mean something else they definitely are not crazy um well she starts saying all these riddles and i think they just mean like the other she courts. mentions ravens at this point yeah she i think she's just like a seer or something hmm.
1: yeah it's crazy that you would think that i guess i could have involved her riddles in here because okay. it, it would be more interesting but that's what everyone else is thinking is that at this point well she's not so. Enough. She's just depressed and out of her mind that everyone's like, she's just mumbling nonsense. Um, So then Pharaoh sees that Elaine's sad, it's making Lucian sad, everyone's depressed living in the House of Wind. So she wants to move everyone into the townhouse instead of the House of Wind. It has a garden so that Elaine can maybe garden some more and get back into being herself and be happy again. and then once they get everyone there, Azriel offers to go outside with her and she calls him beautiful and he blushes. I am
0: so for Elaine and Azriel. <laughs> like, I want them to get together so bad. So bad. It burns me that they're not mates. <laughs> I'm okay with them not being mates. I think they're just like cute, like cute little would-bees. They are so opposites and the very same people at the same time. That I find that pairing to be the ultimate. Like, I, I don't know. I love them.
1: I like it because of how depressing the more Azrian, Azrian, Azriel-Cassian love triangle is. That whenever Elaine calls him beautiful and he blushes, I'm like, oh my god, Azriel's not hung up on more? Did someone else just flatter him? <laughs> that, like, that alone is exciting. It makes it exciting. They
0: have many cute moments, though.
1: They do. They do. And I think that's why it's because they're so different. But all, I don't know, all Azrael is in my mind is just, like, this protective, dark, quiet figure.
0: And then you have Elaine who's, like, all ethereal and wispy. Yeah,
1: and before this, before she was Haifei, like, she was the bubbly, happy, giggly one out of the three sisters. So, anyways. (laughs) So... When Lucian asks Nesta what she is, all she says is that she took something back from the cauldron. No one really understands what that means. But Nesta knows, and maybe that's why she doesn't want to talk about it, is she knows what she went through in the cauldron. Like Does she, she says, really know what she took? I don't think she knows what she took, but she says she took something back. I don't know if it's just her yeah. not wanting to talk about it or her not knowing um, Ferris spying on Elaine and Azriel in the garden and asks Reese, why can't they be mates? And I think that this is just such a simply cute moment between them, like, gossiping about another couple as a couple.
0: You know what I mean? Well, it's so cute because Azriel just kind of, like, follows Elaine around, like, does whatever she wants, helps her out. Like, it's so cute. Like, imagining in my head, I was like, oh, I wish I could be Elaine.
1: Yeah, and then... <laughs> Also, it helps, like, we learn a little bit more about the mysterious mating bonds in this world and what they mean. Because is like, well, I mean, she could refuse the mating bond with Lucian, and, like, they could be together even though they're not mates kind of thing. Like, they explain that more. Maybe that
0: happens. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Basically, mates in this world is just, like, an old-fashioned breeding ground. Like, you can be mates just for the purpose of breeding strong offspring.
0: <laughs> God, this breeding kink in this world anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Farah and Reese have another cute moment. She's getting ready, fixing her hair. They speak through the mind link. She feels guilty about intruding on Lucian, And Reese is, like, giving advice while also being, like, there's no reason to antagonize yourself. Just don't do it again.
0: Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm over Farah and Reese.
1: Um, me too. I need a new coupling. Me too, but I do think, like, these little things that you see that are different interactions between them are also kind of cute.
0: I get bored after they're together. (laughs)
1: yeah I'll say that I think I like the chase more but then also stuff like this it's like you see them as a couple too you know what I mean (laughs) also I think this part was sweet though because like Fair is she's upset with how she invaded into Lucian's mind and stuff and she feels guilty about it and I think in this moment Reese is the advice giver that every girl wants their boyfriend to be and they're not (laughs) because he's so supportive he's like dude there's no reason like yeah it's a mistake." if you feel bad about it just don't do it again you know you can't take it back he's
0: like i'll do it you're okay
1: (laughs) yeah he's like there's no reason to feel bad but if you feel bad okay you know chapter 25 they get to the court of nightmares farrah and reese lady and lord knight walk up to the throne there's just one and reese lets farrah sit down and he just like perches on the arm next to her um and that's Cool. Like a bat, obviously. No, <laughs> like he's not on all <laughs> fours, he like sits next to her on the throne, kind of he's thing. Squatting. <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging upside down. <laughs> um, and then everyone there is confused, they're like, What is going on? What is happening? Why is, is the High Lord not in his throne? And all he says is bow, he tells the entire court to bow. So, I do have a complaint with their Court of Nightmares appearance. I don't think Feyre could play evil that easily. Like no. I understand the rest of them, they've been doing it for however long they've been doing it, like people see them as these evil people. I don't think Feyre would just fit into that.
0: Now, to be fair, she has been pretty evil. I mean, we we remember the first podcast. She's over here like hee hee.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen.
0: the whole first part of this book, she's like, <laughs>
1: yeah, my evil plan is working. <laughs> and I stand by that being uncharacter like. <laughs>
0: This is the new Pharaoh, baby. Yeah. New year, new Pharaoh. <laughs> she can read now.
1: I think it's unreal.
0: <laughs> she knows <what laughs> She learned evil from reading. <laughs> she looked at the definition and she said, I want to be that.
1: The first time they went when they were on the throne, all she had to do was play the High Lord's the whore. whore. Right. I think that's a much well, easier role. Well, that's before she learned words. And playing Evil High Lady.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think it's uncharacteristic, yes. Yeah. The look Paige gave us was a pure disappointment, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. It happens. I think, I think I'm think i used to it at this point. A
0: disappointment happens.
1: They leave the throne room. They go into a private meeting with Kier to get him to agree to assist in battle with all of the rest of the Court of Nightmare Legions. He says he's leaning towards Highburn's side. Um, and Reese is like, I thought you might say that. And then brings Eris into the Like Eris walks into the room. I love Eris. Oh,
0: oh, we are Autumn Court fans. (laughs) (laughs) Paige looks confused, (laughs) concerned, and disappointed.
1: So literally everyone in the room is shocked except Reese. Reese obviously had a plan going into this. Now, back to why do we possibly like Eris?
0: He's hot. He's hot. He can carry. He carries himself well in this book. And I don't think, based off what's about to be said, I don't think he's actually a bad guy. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's get there. Chapter 26. Kier once wanted an alliance with the Autumn Court, so that's why Reese bought Arison to help smooth his agreement over. Um, Kier wants access to Valaris, and Reese agrees, just saying, okay, fine, that's fine, but you'll have limited access. Limited visits, limited time, limited number of people, blah, 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 blah. This will all be discussed later. And more is heartbroken. Like, you can see on her face, she's like, why would you ever even give him that satisfaction of being allowed into that city?
0: Why don't they just kill Kier? If they hate him so much. I don't know.
1: I don't he know either cuz Resand Moore has said that Resand's given her like the go ahead anytime she wants to kill her parents like you're she free to. I'm not stopping over you. That. I don't think she wants to. And that's why like um Rhys allowing him into Valaris is so heartbreaking for her cuz she views that as her city as her home. The court of nightmares was never her home. But yeah, why not just get rid of him and put a new ruler? Complexity. Maybe is Keir the good guy of the villains? Is that what this is?
0: Maybe, Maybe everyone the in the the Nightmare Court. That's what called. Yeah. Maybe everyone in the Nightmare Court just sucks so bad. They're just <laughs> like, okay, well we can't put anyone we like in here. Well they're also a bunch of loyalists.
1: Um also Fair realizes that it was never even about Keir wanting to see Valaris or any of these things. He just wanted to do it to get under more skin in the first place. So I think that that takes some of the tension off. Is they don't have any any bad intentions. Yeah, they're just they're being assholes. The and then she asks him for the mirror that the bone carver asks to get in order to assist them in the war. And Kier says, "Okay, if you can take it, because apparently to take this mirror you have to look into it, and everyone who has ever looked into it has been broken beyond repair." And then Kier leaves the room, and it's just Eris and everybody else. Eris doesn't really give us explanations for any of his shitty behavior thus far, but he does insinuate that he hasn't been a part of all of the awful things that we know of him. Like he claims he had nothing to do with what happened with Moore or Lucian, and he says he helped Lucian escape to the Spring, Car- Spring Court border. Eris's motivation in all of this is what he wants is that he wants his father's throne and doesn't hesitate letting everyone in this room know that he wants his father dead. So he doesn't really give us any answers as far as why he's not a bad guy. He just kind of hints at he's not and a bad guy. And I believe guy. it. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. <laughs> we're sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, this chapter just ends with noting that the High Lord meeting is in 12 days. Yay. And then we're into chapter 27. Yay, that's it. (laughs) Dude, reading this book for the first time, I was like counting down to the friggin High Lord meeting because I was like, what drama is going to happen? Is Tamlin going to be there? Now it's like nothing
0: else happens except for that meeting.
1: No. Yeah. Literally, though, it's like this book is just leading up to that. That's what drives this book forward is the anticipation of drama. Um, Chapter 27, everyone's back at the townhouse talking about everything that just happened. Moore is betrayed, gutted. Reese says he just had to do what he could. Um, We learn more about what Amarin is in this chapter right here, which I still don't fully understand. She just kind of gives us her story about how she escaped the prison, what she do. Um, Up till now, she had been telling everyone that someone else had helped her escape, but she admits that it was... She did it by herself. She just had to lie to cover what she'd done, basically. right. Um, so to escape the prison, she had to make herself mortal and mortal as they are, but mortal compared to whatever she was,
0: which is never explained
1: what, what like she, how is. she did it. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Like, was it magic? Was it a spell? What, how what did the she do was it? it? Yeah. Or how long, wasn't she in the prison for like centuries or mm-hmm. something like that? Like a ridiculous, H-
0: how did you learn this?
1: Why not do it sooner? <laughs>
0: like the way she explains it. Why makes do people it sound want so to easy. stay in the prison?
1: Yeah, shit's fucking whack. Yeah, because the Carver does. He says he doesn't want to go back or anything like that. A Big chunk of this chapter is just talking about Amryn and how she got out of the prison. Um, she oh, basically,
0: she basically made herself.
1: Nesta, this might be the only helpful possibility. Nesta asks her, "What were you?" And her response is, "A messenger and soldier assassin for a wrathful god who ruled a young world." Angel. That was mouse theory based <laughs> off of that. Yeah. We also have have different sides no, of the wait, spectrum
0: she's from not She describes herself as like something pure. Mm-hmm. I think she's an angel. Pure. Yeah, later on yeah. she talks about herself being pure before I think it's this in this chapter. Because she couldn't have wants or desires or needs yeah. or anything like that. She saw what the humans had and wanted wanted that too.
1: Elaine fucking freaks me out. Period. (laughs) It's my next next point in this chapter. Um, so she randomly comes downstairs, looks at everyone, everything that's going on. And then all she says, she comes down, Fair like grabs her arm or something, she shakes Fair off, and she said as she climbed the first steps, I can hear her crying. And Fair grips her and is like, Who? Everyone thinks she's dead. She just keeps walking. But she's not, only different, changed, as I was. Who? And she doesn't answer and just walks away. Miriam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what a weird, what? Like, I can, I can get the weird premonitions and the speaking in riddles and all the other things. But that was just a fucking weird interaction. I loved it. Yeah, you psycho. It, I, I like I like very her. on par, very on par for for Mal.
0: No, I think this all makes sense. Like I think like how weird Elaine is acting, how she's like not really attached to reality makes I sense. I aspire to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense if she does have like some type of seer ability or hmm. something like that. Like Interesting whatever that you'd say that. Whatever like <laughs> prophetic thing she's she is. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense that she's like in and out of this. And you've Did known you how to watch- read for a while, right? Did you
1: watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Mal didn't, so she didn't get this. But I said it was giving me Bran as the Raven vibes, Ew. Like Elaine's entire personality here. Yeah. I think uh, that just that actually doesn't stupid. make
0: me like her that much. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Bran. <laughs> that was such
1: a disappointment.
0: I got yeah. Professor Trelawney vibes. I like that. Okay. I like yeah. that.
1: Um, and then all I have for the rest of this chapter is Nesta and Farah have a sister moment, and then Reese and Farah have a moment. Aww. Moving on, nothing of importance. Next, um, chapter twenty-eight. Farah and Cassie. <laughs> My summary here is literally just three bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> I say Farah and Cassie and train. Farah and More talk about her being upset. Reese already apologized, and she understands. A healer comes in to check on Elaine, but says nothing is wrong, and to get Lucian to see if he can sense anything amiss through the baiting- mating bond.
0: Yep, that's basically how that chapter went. That's what
1: happened in this chapter.
0: Yep. I love how the healer's like, "I'm not a psychiatrist." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she really was like that too. She was like,
1: "Well, nothing's wrong with her, I guess." Not see her physically. Can figure yeah. it out.
0: I can't, Good luck. I can't fix this. At this point, though, too, I was like, obviously a fucking seer. Why is Feyre stupid?
1: We'll we'll, we'll get back to you it. No, who that would? Happens. know? Adriel, the <laughs> <Anything>. Surreal. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, listeners, Paige had the best <laughs> surprised face. I forgot. Yeah, you need, to favorite start, character. you need to start reading. The cereal comes back. Fuck yeah, I love the cereal. It's not in these chapters, but later on.
1: Yeah, we haven't gotten no, there That
0: right, got me excited.
1: I forgot that that's what my I was looking for. I was so focused on the High Lord meeting that I forgot the cereal comes back. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. so then chapter 29, they bring Lucian in to... Play doctor with Elaine.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of doctor.
1: <laughs> so Lucian tugs on Elaine through the bond, and it freaks her out. Um, but he says he doesn't find anything wrong. She just kind of walks away because she wanted sunshine. Is all she says. She, she, walks, like, away she is walks, like, like, walks away. and She walks away. She finds a asriel She was the light of her life.
0: She did not like the tug.
1: Um, they receive word that Dadeson and Winter have agreed to come to the meeting asriel's teaching fair to fly again she still sucks at it would you say earlier
0: girl is stupid girl doesn't know how to fly <laughs> Flippity
1: i imagine it's got to be hard training limbs that aren't yours that just you make sprout out of your back how to fly i don't know
0: i feel okay. like if you could transform you should be able to use them you know what i feel like i can really speak to this can, I can- you yes i can't swim <laughs> But you have those limbs but learning, limbs but are learning as an adult okay. how to swim is so freaking hard
1: but that kind of imagine if you spouted a mermaid tail i would really be confused <laughs> yeah because then you couldn't stand yeah <laughs> see so like in her defense a little bit it's got to be tough um I'm so, so this, this is my proof for how sick of fair and Reese I also kind of am. I said, she comes home sore, Reese draws her a bath, gives her a massage, they fall. Ugh. That's it. That's, that's all I got for them.
0: Did y'all think this scene was hot? I got it.
1: No. It's sweet. It's definitely like a sweeter natured sex scene, but.
0: Yeah. You're just finally like growing into smut. Congratulations. <laughs> Aw. I Welcome. think I was just like, ooh, a wing <laughs> massage. I'm into it. <laughs> well, you know, that's also their sexy parts. Oh. But why does she still why is she still wearing her wings? Take yeah, put those away. Put those yeah, up. because she
1: says they're so heavy that they're like almost dragging on the but floor. But she is
0: trying to learn how to like keep them up because in Illyrian war camps, if you drag your wings it's like a sign of disrespect.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that better than winnowing?
0: Okay, I'm sorry, but if you could fly, wouldn't you? Would I no know? Where am I going? <laughs> the sky.
1: <laughs> You're going to the sky, duh.
0: I could winnow there too. Apparently, okay. why do I want to go to the sky? Well, imagine What's there? They got a coffee shop in in the um, clouds. Imagine having both. She's talking about she Starbucks. She's talking. Yeah, there you go. She's talking about using it. As a fighting advantage. Mm -hmm. So, the more skills you have, the better.
1: But why is that more helpful than winnowing? I think having both. Yeah, because then you can see her coming for
0: real when when this girl's running into trees and boulders. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but imagine you winnow to the sky. Why? Wait, listen, listen. She's she's fighting a winged beast, the adder. She She winnows. She winnows up to the adder. And then she was like, oh, fuck. I can't fly. We're falling.
1: Or... Just out higher and higher and higher. Spread your wings. You don't even have to flap them. Just glide. Just wait for a wind current? I think that is what she's trying to do here yeah. and is still running into trees. <laughs> like, I idiot. think that's the first. I, if I could fly, I'd fly. Yeah, but
0: she can't fly.
1: All right. Last chapter of this part. Chapter 30. Um, Nesta needs to go to the library to find a book about the cauldron and the wall to help figure out what's, what's going on with that. all of these things. Um, her and Fair are chit-chatting in the library, walking about, and some of Highburn's men are there and has them trapped. They use Feibane to distinguish Fair's magic, and she can't call Therese. Chapter and 30 ends. That's the end. Where did they get Bang?
0: There's so much of it in this book. I think they've use been, books. like, working on it for a while because they've been planning this.
1: Yeah, Highburn's army, for sure. Good point. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, Hybern has been planning this attack for a while. Like sure. everything they do have been doing has been planned. Um even the surprise attacks, like every single thing they've done it's it's been thought of before. Yeah. Um while everyone else has been under the mountain. Like that's been a big distraction for them while Hybern prepares for war. Right. Anyway, that's uh the end of these chapters, so uh record the next episode but thank you for joining us for another episode of the b-word we hope to have you listen next time too see you later main characters bye oh wait you can also find us on tiktok and instagram at Word pod um support us yay